0: Welcome to 50 Date Night Screams. I'm Amber
1: Tresca. And I'm Mike Tresca. We're a married couple who decide to celebrate our 50th birthdays by watching some old movies.
0: A lot of old movies. Join us as we watch 50 movies on our date nights and have fun dissecting them.
1: As a bonus, each episode is accompanied by an original character I created and designed for use in your tabletop role-playing games.
0: Many of the movies we watch are unrated, but this podcast is not. 50 Date Night Screams contains mature themes and is intended for adult audiences, so take care when listening. Plus, there are spoilers. Check the show notes to see where you can watch this movie before you listen.
1: We're glad you're here. Have a seat, grab a glass of your favorite beverage, and get ready to scream along with us. Are you blind to this man? Jesus, Tucker. The process works now, can't you see? The rats are enabling us to open a way to extend life. You seem oblivious to this pregnancy. This mutation stream is basically still untested. We have no clue where it's leading us. You're going too far. There's no evidence of any side effects to the rats. Oh? And what about the LD-50 mob? You know that autopsy showed there was massive internal hemorrhaging before they died. Before they died.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 16 of 50 Date Night Screams. Hey, Mike, what's going on?
1: Hello, Amber. I'm excited to reach the movie we've been waiting for for 15, 16 episodes.
0: Well, it's great to hear my co-host be excited about one of these movies, (laughs) since there's been a few where one or the other of us has not been feeling very swell about it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. All right, this is Death Warmed Up from 1984. Yes. I am trying to remember if we need to have any content warnings for this movie. It is a pretty schlocky 1980s horror film. Definitely some death takes place. I feel like, though, there's not really a need for a special
1: Uh, trigger warning. Do you? Yeah. I'm not 100% sure I can prove this, and I no longer know where I saw it, but I'm pretty sure some of the brain surgery scenes are real scenes Mm -hmm. from footage uh, from somewhere else, like real footage.
0: Oh, Okay.
1: I've read that. I don't know. Of course, I can't cite it, but I, so that is pretty squicky. and people who are not okay with like seeing a drill go into a person's head, they are going to be not okay with Okay.
0: So it. the content warning would be that there are medical yes. things that go on involving brain surgery. And yep. if that's something that is very upsetting, then this would not be the movie for you. <laughs> and this would not be the episode for you. And we will catch you on the next episode. All right. We're never gonna see anybody
1: at the rate we're going. Just I know it's gonna
0: be somebody's gonna have to skip every single. (laughs) See you at episode fifty. There's always gonna be somebody skipping an episode. All right. Okay, so let's get started with the the particulars of this movie. It is Death warmed up, the year 1984, which was a very Storied year for movies, although I'm not sure that I would count this amongst some of the best ones that came out that year. It is in color. The director is David Blythe. I'm not sure I think you would say Blythe.
1: Sure.
0: B L I T H. Sure.
1: <laughs> I don't think he's going to be calling in and being like, "You got my name wrong." So. Oh,
0: I don't know. Somebody may get upset. This might be somebody's favorite movie. I don't know. All right. So this is a four point five out of ten What? IMDb. What? I don't. I think it's a little low. Come on. I think that's a little a little low for this. This movie, is what too. we've
1: been waiting. Okay, it's fine. We'll it's fix fine. that. It's we'll fine. fix it.
0: We'll, we'll we'll get there. All right. The hilarious tagline. <laughs> I'll get you.
1: I'll get you all. That's that's never inspired.
0: So nonspecific. So, anyway. One hour and 22 minutes long. This movie actually won an award. It may be the first movie we're having in this series of 50 that has won an award, I think because a lot of the movies, these movies came out before the Razzies. So... <laughs> I think look I don't I'm not a fan of giving out awards for things that you think are poor like I'm not on board with that but this did win an actual award it won the Grand Prix award at the 1984 Paris International Festival of Fantastic and Science Fiction Film I looked that up that is the name of the festival I think because it's translated from the French so that's basically how it translates in any case, it won an award and it was it was liked and did did well, I guess when when it did when it came out in 1984, which I can understand why. Now the version that we saw, and then I watched the version on the YouTubes as well, not really up to what I would consider to be the standard for a film in 1984. It was very blurry, fuzzy. I don't think that was an artistic choice. I think that there, there was something, unless it was a transfer. But there are plenty of movies from 1984 that look a lot better than this one. So I'm not really sure what happened. Was there.
1: this the one that we ended up doing YouTube, or was that the next one where we we one of them we tried and the transfer was so bad on the DVD? We, we no, realized.
0: I believe that we did watch the DVD for this one.
1: This one, okay, yeah.
0: But I did also rewatch it on the YouTubes because it just makes it a little easier for me to take notes and pause and that that kind of thing. Notably, in the YouTube version of this... So these movies, and this is another one, 1984, so I'm not really sure why it will be in the public domain since it's relatively recent. Of course, I still think 1990 was 10 years ago, so the fuck do I know? Which it is. Yeah, right? (laughs) Okay, so we're agreed in that. All right, we can just, together, we can just think that that's true. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm not sure why it's in the public domain, but what some people do on the YouTube is that they put up, these movies and then somewhere in the movie they embed a song and and i think I, i'm not really sure if this is like original work that is then they're using the movie as the vehicle to embed a, an, an original composition of theirs i don't really fully understand what's going on here i have to look into it but i just noticed it when i was watching this movie because it also happened with a different movie you're watching it all of a sudden the music sounds much more modern and louder. And you go, What is going on here? And then somewhere in the notes they leave notations about the the song. Like, why is songs a movie? You know? And usually it's at a it's at kind of like a montage point in the film. And in this film, the version that I watched on YouTube, it actually was over some of the dialogue. So you missed a little bit of, of dialogue at a particular scene because this music was over it. Hmm. So I don't think I quite understand that. Maybe, maybe it's because I think 1990 was 10 years ago when it was really <laughs> not, and and that's why I'm a little bit out of the loop on this one.
1: the The other, fa- not just age, but the other factor sometimes is the international laws okay. and how it was registered too, because this was a New Zealand film. That was my assumption. Right. That was the reason, not because of the age. Okay, but who knows?
0: All right, let's go through the summary of this movie. I feel like I wrote a very long summary. I, it's like, I don't,
1: <laughs> I don't know why. Slightly delirious. <laughs> I, I mean,
0: it's, it's kind of funny how long it is. It's probably around a thousand words. This is really long. Yeah, it's really, I'm not really sure why. Okay, so <laughs> here's what happens so two research scientists get in a fight. They're at a hospital or whatever. They get in a fight about their research. The one is, like, choking the other one and whatever. And so, the one that's doing the choking, his name is Dr. Howell. Okay? And he goes and kidnaps the son of his, like, research partner with whom he's had a disagreement. Son's name is Michael. So, Dr. Howell takes Michael, brainwashes him in some way. I still don't understand. And then he... Kills his own parents. He comes home and he kills the other scientist. Okay.
1: Oh, I think we know how he brainwashes him, but we'll get to that.
0: Yeah, I mean they don't really show you. They just show you that Michael suddenly shows up at home, at his parents' home. His parents are his parents are getting it on. So
1: oh no, that's not but that was common. That was steamy. She was. It was a whole thing. It yeah,
0: was, that was that was a lot. So definitely, she's in her little she's in her little negligee or whatever. But um, he takes so Dr. Hall takes Michael hostage like. He he and there's
1: like a shower scene, right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like we do see how it happens because it involves a needle and a shower.
0: Right, right. So we know he's gonna take this kid. Here's the, the funny thing. Do you remember what you said?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. He's coming
0: remember. at him, he's coming at him with this syringe. And what you well, say, well, so
1: one of the jokes we always have is when any movie you see that involves a syringe, people put it in the neck. They always put it in the neck. And that's like a horrible besides potentially piercing your esophagus among other problems. That does not necessarily mean that it gets into your bloodstream if you stab sideways into somebody's neck. So I immediately but but he's also naked in the shower. Yeah. Like and he's real naked. He's not like top, like we see buttocks. <laughs> so right.
0: Well, you don't you don't get any full frontal. No. But you do get a butt.
1: But Definitely, like, we're not just doing chest, you know, guy just soaping his hair. Yeah. So that's when I said, where's he going to get it? Neck or ass? <laughs> it
0: was so funny. And <laughs> we're sitting there. We're sitting there. We only had, like, a few seconds, but we're, like, it's like the over really under. quickly neck making bets on it. Neck or ass. Neck or ass. <laughs> well, dear listener, it was the ass.
1: So props for ass. Because props for ass. That's a logical place to insert a mind-controlling needle that causes you to kill your parents.
0: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Up the ass. Up in the in the ass, you know. And then the doctor carries him out. It's hilarious. I wrote down in my notes, where did he get that towel? Because, <laughs> again, it's 1984. You're not going to get any fault frontal here, so.
1: Even the circumstances leading to this are bizarre. That's he weird. sees Dr. Howell threatening his father. Dr. Howell sees that he see- <laughs> he's threatening. Suddenly there's a shower seat. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then Michael spends seven years in a mental institution because he's presumably caught. Again, a lot of this happens off, off camera. The movies are already 90 minutes long. You Can't really do anymore, I guess. So in the meantime, Dr. Howell has been continuing his research, which is some kind of life extension surgery slash treatment. And he now has a facility on a remote island that can only be reached by ferry. Hmm. Sounds like a great idea. So, Michael's out of the institution. He decides he's going to go after Dr. Howell. He grabs his girlfriend, Sandy. He grabs his bestie, Lucas, and Lucas's girlfriend, Jeannie. And they all get on this ferry, and they're going over to the island, and they think they're going to have a good time. They're all wearing bathing suits, and they're, I I don't know, they're going to make a weekend out of it or whatever, but... Michael knows that he's there to kill Dr. Howell. Sandy knows something. She's pretty sure that something's going to go on with Michael and Dr. Howell. She, I don't think she really knows the full extent of the whole situation. Okay, so before they even get off the ferry, Michael and Co. get into a fight with some dudes on the ferry. One of them's name is Spider. So that'll give, that gives you a clue right there. So I'm wrong with these guys. They're going around, they're complaining, they're like, I'm burning up and whatever, and they look gross, and one of them is throwing up. And so they all get off the ferry, they have another altercation on the road with these guys, and so there's, you know, there's bad blood already going on here between the, the Michael's crew and these guys that presumably are doing something with Dr. Howell, we don't know what. So we're driving through town, and Michael sees Dr. Howell and has that moment of, oh, all right, so there's a, there's a thing that happens here. I don't understand why this is in the movie. Doctor Howell goes into like a a convenience store, mm-hmm. and it the person behind the counter in the convenience store. I did not realize at first that it was a person in brownface. Mm-hmm. That's what you call it, right? When yeah. someone's imitating an, an, a person of Indian descent, mm-hmm. and it's Pretty bad, and I discovered as I was on IMDb and looking through the actors in this movie that the person that portrayed the Indian man was Jonathan Hardy. Rigel, uh, yeah, this is kind of upsetting to me personally because Jonathan Hardy played Rigel in the sci fi series Farscape. Our which state. was
1: which? Was a New Zealand or Australian production?
0: I mean, it was it was filmed there. I yeah. don't know that you would necessarily call it like a New Zealand production.
1: But I guess the odds are not low that no.
0: there would any, be actors in. Yes, yeah. any New Zealand or Australian actor that you know from those days it may have appeared in this yeah, movie. Exactly, but because he was in this makeup, that I didn't recognize him. Uh, at first, and I wouldn't have unless I went in and looked at the names of the cast. His name jumped out at me because we met him before he passed. He passed several years ago and he signed one of my Farscape books. Was really very nice in person. He was elderly at that time. So, this is not great. It's a very weird little part of the movie. I don't understand why it's in there at all. The character doesn't appear later, I don't think. Yeah. So that was pretty upsetting. And then I was not happy at all that it turned out to be Jonathan Hardy. Maybe that should have been a content warning at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. All right. So not great there. But continuing on.
1: We're going to get to something that involves, I don't know, brains and horror. We'll get there. We'll get there we'll, get there.
0: we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. One of the men from the fairy, he's in a lot of pain. So he goes to see Dr. Howell. And he's like, I'm not doing well, whatever. He's, clearly, he's a man that Dr. Howell has been experimenting on. And so he's on a gurney, and he's like, Ah, oh, my head, whatever. And his, his head is, like, pulsating, and it is pretty gross, you know? And then finally, his head explodes, all right? So Dr. Howell is clearly doing, like, brain surgery stuff on, on these guys, and it's not going well. Okay, so now back to our foursome headed up by... Michael, so they're, they're talking about these tunnels. There's these tunnels on the island, and he called, I think he called them like World War II tunnels or something like mm-hmm. that. So they decide they're going to explore them. The women are not really crazy about that. They do it anyway. Um, Michael seems to know that they're going to lead to the hospital, but nobody else seems to know anything about these tunnels or why they're going into them except something to do. I don't really understand. They get lost. The women get separated. And they come across a body. It is the body of the man whose head exploded. He just, like, drops from the ceiling. It's <laughs> it's wild. And at this point, I'm like, is this the worst vacation ever? <laughs> Not a great beach vacation. I do have to wonder, why are these women agreeing to go into these tunnels? Like, they're in their bathing suits. They're ready to have a good time they're interested in like hanging out on the beach and then going home and having sex and all of this. And that's like, what's this, like on their minds. Like they say it.
1: Yeah. Well, everybody's horny. So that's the first thing. So it sounds like the guys sort of are leading them along this whole little path of like, don't worry, it'll be better. Cause they, there is a point where they do stand around on the beach a little bit. And then like, no, I really don't want to do this. And they're like, well, I guess we got to do it now. Um, but I do think there's a little bit like you're sort of committed right you sort of say well we came this far but I, I don't i mean for other than plot reasons i don't think other than the girlfriend who does suspect something yeah. she starts saying you know i don't think this is cool yeah. they sort of just get bullied into it frankly
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, there's a lot of like come on babe just do it thing and they go along with it um they're, they're largely there to be victimized unfortunately Uh, Not unexpected in an exploitation film like this, but it is sort of the de facto, like they're sort of there. He's essentially got unwitting dupes there to be victims.
0: Right. There to just be part of the body count. Right. Essentially. I know it did make me think for a moment, like the idea of, I mean, they do express that they, that they love one another, et cetera, you know, the relationships do seem to be genuine and loving, but it's kind of like, at what point, do you say to your partner, like, "No, bro, like, I'm not doing that," you know? Well,
1: the other thing is, Mike's and his what's his buddy's name, Lucas, Lucas. They're assholes. Uh, they're they're dealing with the the other two mutants or whatever, <laughs> Spider and friends, but they like pee on his car. Yeah, they they just do, and then they're like laughing about it. There's a whole lot of behavior that doesn't make Michael or Lucas particularly great either so there's just a lot of behavior where you're a little bit like yeah i'd be mad too um and there's a little bit of like well you're the locals and we're the teens trying to have fun and right we you know we're well, out of by town the way, i
0: don't know how old they're supposed to be because michael is supposed to have been
1: in seven an years. institution
0: for seven years yeah yeah so i would say top end is like 25 right maybe yeah i'm not really sure To me, it looked like they were just early 20s, not really thinking much further than their nose, Yeah, quite frankly. I don't know if at 25, I would have followed you down into a tunnel, you know, like that. That was clearly you weren't supposed to be in. There were signs.
1: A common thing that you see in these kinds of horror movies. And it comes up where they're like, are you fooling around? Like, is this a joke kind of thing yeah, that, well, that yeah. eventually falls mean... apart, but it sort of implies there's a pattern of like, let's go to spooky places and I'm going to, you know, jump out and pretend whatever. Uh, it's not a joke, but um, I'm always, you know, just wondering like, is this what relationships are like where you like terrorize your.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, well, it shouldn't be. I hope no, not. You should never, put, I hope not. you should never put your partner in but danger to your point, or, or, like, or prank them. Like, yeah. like, that's not okay.
1: But to your point, I, like, the ferry ride you can buy, like, okay, under false pretenses, you're going to this island, not everybody knows that transcranial applications, TCA, there's signs for it, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or everywhere.
0: With the most 80s yes. logo with, like, a, <laughs> it's like a triangle, like a pyramid <laughs> or a triangle with, like, a little, like, I don't know, um, uh, oh, maybe it's supposed to be a prism. Just yeah, to I me. think it's a prism, yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be, like, a prism with, like, light, but it's black.
1: Yes, it's very cyberpunk it's, Pink it's Floyd. It's hilariously 80s. <laughs> but, um, you know, so they don't necessarily know that TCA is the island. So, uh, yeah, I, I could be like, yeah, you're going for, like, an island, John. And they do spend five seconds on the beach. <laughs> After that, you really like, I don't know why anybody is doing anything. And he, he just wants them to go along with him. And he gets his way.
0: Yeah. Well, from here on out, it, like, they, they get propelled along by the plot. I'll get you i'll get you bastard so they're in this tunnel they find each other but now they're being chased spider has found them spider's got a hair up his ass and so him and another man that was on the ferry are chasing them down with motorcycles through the tunnels which is not It looks very unfun, actually kind of scary, frankly.
1: Actually, I love this scene. I mean, it was good. It was good. It was scary. the camera work involved in doing this. Yeah. And like you said, like the absurdity of, you know, a little bit. I was like, what are you going to do? Are you going to hit them? Like, what do you do with a motorcycle when you're in a small tunnel? But uh, there's several like passes they take and the camera angles are pretty good. And and they do eventually hit somebody, right? Somebody gets hurt.
0: Yeah. they, They hit Genie. And she's pretty injured. You get the impression she's pretty injured. And they find a way out. They find, like, a ladder up and out, okay? So they climb up this ladder, except Lucas doesn't. Lucas is mad. They hit his girlfriend. He's upset. And so he's trying to get back at them. And so what happens when you're on a, and I'm not really sure if it's a motorcycle or, mo, like, motor bike, moped, like, yeah, it's not a motorcycle. They were, it's
1: probably a motorbike. Yeah, more it was, they
0: were, it was hard to see what exactly they, they were, but they weren't that big. They weren't like American motorcycles, I guess is the point. So they're small enough to where Lucas was able to like knock the other dude, not spider, but spider's buddy off. And this guy lands on like a rebar. So it's, and it ends up like going through like his chest and, in his back. Okay. So then Lucas leaves. <laughs> they all like, get in the car. my job is
1: done. I've committed a murder. Uh, yes. Peace.
0: Peace. Peace out. <laughs> so now they're all in the car. Jeannie's bleeding and she's screaming and Sandy's begging, please take us to the hospital. And by the way, great acting. Like, at this point, like, we've seen enough of these movies that, like, yeah. to, to appreciate, like... Good acting, especially Sandy, to say, she did a great job.
1: To the point that this becomes painful to watch. It is. Like, sc- she's scary. She suffers. Jeannie suffers a long time. Yes. She yes. really does. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, <laughs> and, and now Sandy is not like, I'm going along with right. all of this for the dick. Like, <laughs> I, like I'm done. Like, I'm done. <laughs> Let's go to the hospital. Yeah. And Michael's like, yeah, no.
1: And, and we have to point out, because you mentioned this scene, they do come into the town. Yeah. So they know there's a place to go, right? There is a hospital. I don't know if they see the hospital No, itself. they kn-
0: well, they knew the hospital was there, too, because that's where Michael wants to go, because he wants right. to kill the doctor.
1: And, of course, Michael's now in this conundrum, because he knows if they go to the hospital, that's where he's going to see Dr. Howell, and that's a problem, right? Because he's got this master well, plan.
0: he anyway. wanted to do it, I think, on his own terms. And not, right, not that Not way. like this. Not like this. Yeah. In the meantime... So you got this guy that has the rebar through his chest. Are you right? following
1: along? Because in the meantime, other things are happening. I also. know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the other plot strand. So they go up and they find Dr. Howell and they ask him for help because this dude is dying. They just say, yeah, no, they're done with this guy who who's um, injured and his, you know, guts are falling out, and whatever. And so they just straight up murder him. And so, but then like Spider gets away. And Spider is now mad. Spider's right. mad at Michael and Michael's friends. Spider's mad at Dr. Howell because he's not helping. So Spider goes to a room where there are a bunch of people who have presumably been operated on or received some kind of treatment for Dr. Howell, or maybe not. I don't know what they're supposed to be. But in my notes, I wrote down that they were zombie nightmare patients and they're being held there. Spider's Big Mad, he lets them out to start wreaking havoc on the hospital and the town and whatever else.
1: Let the pseudo-zombie apocalypse begin.
0: Let it begin. There's something wrong.
1: It's in me. You gotta help me. <laughs> Get your hands off me.
0: There's something that happened that's just a little, a little odd, but there's a noise that keeps, not a noise, it's part of the music (laughs) of the film, but it, for all of the world, sounds like the Taco Bell Bell. (laughs) Incredibly distracting. Like, making me want a Nacho Supreme (laughs) and a Dr. Pepper. Like, I just couldn't. Oh man, I want one right now. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and one of the questions is: Is this just a you know sound effect seven thirty one bell ringing, or is it similar? And maybe they just sound you know it's, it, Taco Bell. I don't know if Taco Bell was using the bell ring sound in the eighties. Maybe they were.
0: That I don't know, but I will tell you this: that Taco Bell bell sound is copyrighted now right okay so you can't use that sound now
1: wait can we not use it in the podcast then can you just put it in a clip
0: you know what if it's in a clip of the movie maybe it's okay but like and and maybe it's not exactly right look i don't have like perfect pitch or anything like that okay (laughs) but it was similar enough that it was distracting we're like why is the taco bell bell in this movie all of a sudden.
1: Modern Problems. It was We're pretty like, This funny. sounds like Taco it Bell. It was pretty funny.
0: Ooh, <laughs> Modern Problems. Another very funny, interesting movie to watch if you ever get a chance. Chevy Chase. Anyway, um, yeah, so that was very distracting. That sent me down a little bit of a rabbit hole trying to figure out where that sound came from, and it is copyrighted. Also, interestingly, Darth Vader's breathing. Also a copyrighted sound. Alright, so we get past the Taco Bell sound. So... <laughs> Now, they're in a bar, and Lucas is calling the hospital, begging for help. They're like, we can't help you. All the patients have escaped.
1: They're <laughs> <laughs> also like, what the hell kind of hospital is We're that? We're all then? fucked.
0: So then, then, of course, what happens? The lights go out. And now the bartender is like, oh, No. We have to like barricade ourselves in here because the patients are going to come here and they're not going to be stopped and we're in trouble.
1: Yeah, they're, and, they're unstoppable. He, he plays them up. He's like they're super strong, they're unstoppable. He
0: uh, and we're like, like you know all of this and you let you let us like come here and like goof off on the beach and stay <laughs> Like what? Sure enough, the zombie patient people come and attack the bar. They kill the bartender. Lucas fights some of them off. Jeannie is this whole time bleeding and not doing well she's in the car outside locked in the car at, yeah. like poor sandy that i guess thought that was the best course of action when that when the these people started coming up on them and she was just like ah lock the doors and she ran inside
1: <laughs> it's funny because you keep thinking that plot's going to go somewhere it doesn't really it doesn't, it doesn't actually it doesn't change really. anything
0: i mean they attack the car Right. But they never, like, get into it. Nobody, right. more, like, breaks a window and gets into yeah. it. Um, all right. So then after this scuffle, ambulance shows up. To some hospital workers are there. They grab Michael, Janine, Sandy, and Lucas. All right. In one ambulance. They also get some of the zombie patient people. Which is kind of funny because, they, like, I expected... That, the, that plot line to, like, continue that they were out running around and doing stuff. And then they were like, no, they rounded them all back up and took them back to the hospital. All right. Right. But uh, they do kill um, several of the hospital staff. And our four heroes are running around try- in the hospital trying to find a place to hide. Jeannie's screaming. <laughs> you know, she's clearly very hurt. Although you don't really see how she's hurt, but she's clearly very hurt. Sandy's upset. At this point, I was very struck at the at, at how 80s this hospital looked. <laughs> okay. It was very white. The furniture was like very square. It yeah. was very like austere um Spartan 80s.
1: Yeah, it wasn't quite sanitarium, not quite dirty old hospital. It was sort of this weird sci- and there was a sci-fi element. Like the staff had like Ghostbuster style rods or something that like shot air it wasn't electrical that was like neutralizing the zombies or whatever by the way
0: ghostbusters also came out in 1984 yeah so they
1: didn't take it from they they didn't take it from ghostbusters yeah but it was definitely like there was just a weird it was just often it was clearly what they did which of course any good filmmaker does you take something and then you tweak it enough so it looks different and it it was somewhat familiar in the sense that it looked like some kind of facility i don't know if it was a medical facility i wasn't to your point, it wasn't that convincing. I guess.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, what you were seeing was kind of like waiting room areas or whatever. Yeah. And it just it just it was just so funny because a lot of the film actually maybe looked a little more 70s, especially because of the way that the, the film quality and everything. But those sets in particular, like seemed very 80s to me. And that's just it just hit me at that point. OK, Michael runs off he wants to go find Dr. Hall. He's very, he's very focused. All right. So Lucas and Sandy inject Jeannie with something. I don't really understand what that was about, frankly. Then they get separated from her. (laughs) And then it just really goes down. So then Jeannie gets attacked by one of the zombie people. And she's defending herself. She ends up lighting him on fire, then lights herself on fire. There's a bunch of canisters stuff in the room with like radioactive symbols on them and all that shit explodes and then it's there's fire and explosions and all that and then lucas and, and and sandy have gone off on their own they're managing to kill some more people they're looking for michael and they're they're killing more zombie people along the way and finding like hospital staff like in dead. the in dead various states
1: yeah and uh, i have to say this was another scene that People put thought into it because yeah. Jeannie is stalked. She's not just like attacked. She sort of sees there's like mist yes. going and this one yes. zombie's coming at her. And it, for a little while, you're like, is she gonna escape or whatever? And it takes a turn, right? It ends up being like she she sort of comes up with a solution that blows her up. Um <laughs> but it was thing. it was again, it was like don't see this normally. I didn't expect what happened. And I was like, all right. Yeah. That's, that's one way to get the facility on fire.
0: Yeah. And, and that was also very scary because this zombie person that's going to attack her is like behind a shelf And you can see a little bit of him, and you can hear him breathing and whatever, and you know he's going to come out at her, and she's just trying to find some way to defend herself. And, of course, you know, she's already been hurt and everything. Like, that was pretty scary. That was scary. And then also, just technically, the fire – I mean, it was real fire. Like, that was a practical effect, right? That was not, like – yeah, they CG had a or whatever. dude
1: in a suit, you know, which, again, is two, not cheap or small. Yeah. Because
0: the the zombie person was lit on fire and then Jeannie gets lit on fire. Yeah. yeah. So that's not a little thing, like props for that whole situation. Plus, they were inside. I don't even know what you have to do to light someone on fire, like on a set inside, not yeah. like outside.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe New Zealand laws were very strict.
0: Well, I yeah, I mean the laws could have been one thing but then not having anybody hurt or and having people willing to do it. Yeah. Is a is a whole other thing
1: I the think. there is a, the the actor who played spider came into imdb we don't know if it's true but i mean he claims it's true i don't know if he would lie it's so funny because
0: i'm like oh yeah that's true that could just be somebody
1: lying right, be I, early, I just, I'm, like, I'm
0: like oh yeah spider yeah i do it. that
1: i go in and pretend i'm I the actors <laughs> and talk about movies that are 25 30 years old <laughs> but um he says it was a four week shoot you know so yeah. that's the other thing that's impressive is like i don't know how much stuff they cram into this film in terms of scenes, again, we've now seen movies that are just like one or two sets and special effects and brain surgery and stuff on fire and zombie. I mean, this is this
0: movie has a everything. lot. Yeah, it has everything for what you're assuming is like a low budget, right? A, a horror movie. But still, um, they, you know, they did a lot with, with, with what they had. All right. Yeah. Well. She's dying.
1: Listen, kid, we have got an emergency on here. A breakout of psycho patients. What do you mean a breakout? We've already been attacked. <laughs> Holy shit! Not again. She's dying. Breakout. Where's the rest of you? Ask him. Hang on. on. We gotta get out of here before yeah, it's too late. late. You still
0: there? Hello. Meanwhile, still. Meanwhile, <laughs> in the OR, in the operating theater, Doctor Howell's in there, fucking like opening up people's skulls and continuing to do stuff while like the hospital's on fire and all this is going on it's like it's it's wild i have to pause here i don't i don't understand this but there's just a there's just a very weird sort of synergy with what we've had go on for the past three years in the real world the nurses in the or are wearing masks dr howell is wearing a surgical mask can
1: we just establish they're all sexy nurses all
0: right I didn't notice. Yes. They are? They're
1: all... Like, he only has attractive oh, nurses. They're, good. they're all
0: good looking. And okay. makeup. Well, I mean, they just came to work that day. Maybe they were all like, I want to marry a doctor, you know? I mean, who... <laughs> like, who knows? Like, they're putting... <laughs> Maybe
1: they're not supposed to be, be nurses. Too. They were well, supposed I don't know. to be are all else. Well, they might
0: all just be, you know, beating their faces before they come in because <laughs> they want to they want to meet a nice doctor, you know? They, that's what their mother told them or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, my point with the nurses is, is that they, they are wearing masks... But they're mesh, they're they're like fishnet, and it made me think of the people who did not want to wear masks in the beginning of the pandemic, and they were buying and selling these mesh, see-through different kind of masks. That's that's what it took me to. So it's just kind of a very weird thing. That's you know something that's from this from this movie from 1984. There, there was something like relevant in our time period, and but the reason not effective, that, not effective at right, all in any kind all. of way. You do not want somebody operating on your brain with like fishnet over their face. I, and that's I don't it. think
1: Dr. Howell's were about medical protocols, but <laughs> that aside, yeah. he's, they zoom in on how they keep getting blood spattered on their face, yeah. wearing yeah. the mask.
0: Yeah. And right. they're always, yeah. they're flinching. So it's to be they're in like, your mouth. It was it was a stylistic choice that I don't quite understand because it didn't really serve anything except maybe that you saw more of their faces.
1: Yes, I think that was exactly it. I think that. But was you a could thing. have so done. You
0: could have achieved that in a different way, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Anyway, that kind of.
1: Well, yeah, and so Doctor Howell's digging around in people's skulls. This is where you get digging the super around. gross, like drilling realistic things that may, I could see it. Maybe it, it's footage. I don't, I don't know. know. It maybe did. maybe
0: part of it, but the way. Yeah. yeah. Not but not he... the
1: brain part, but.
0: Yeah, but he opens up the skull. I mean, look uses what... But he does
1: the- it right. He does, like, the holes first. Like, he doesn't do, like, you know, horror movie, like, take a saw and flop off the top of it. The- he does holes. I don't know. Mike, I'm not a neurosurgeon. I don't well, know. I am, and I'm...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It looked pretty brutal to me. Yeah, yeah. It looked pretty brutal. Yeah. And then he's he's, like, reaching his fingers in there, and I really don't think you want to be, like, scrambling... Brains like that, like you can do a lot well, to brain. Well, and he
1: he finds a little egg or so. I don't know. You he find finds
0: it? something. It looks like a little. It looks like a little rock or a stone. Yeah,
1: and I, I, I the impression I got was this was the problem, right? So right, the, right. the the brain exploding, and the problem is that his treatments are not quite right.
0: Well, he explains he explains a little bit. Like I don't know why. Like maybe it was just because it's film, it's visual medium. You had to see something malignant looking come out of these people's brain to to explain why they were acting the way that they were acting. I don't, I don't know because also like they look like their faces, their skin, like they've got problems, you know? And I don't understand what that has to do with your brain.
1: Not just that there's this longevity piece and then there's the brain surgery piece. And then there's sort of angry zombies. And they're, it doesn't really ever bridge what those three things have to do with each other. Right.
0: Okay. So Dr. Howell does say to Michael, he says, I've given my genetic recombination treatment to hundreds of people, but it has mutated and they will all start to melt down soon. And I can't control them. Like that's basically what he says about.
1: And there's a little cryptic comment and it's super important to the end of the film, which he says something along the lines of it can take years or a while before we see the effects for some of his experiments. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, maybe somebody who I injected something into their ass. But there is definitely, that's important because if you don't catch that, the end of the film makes no sense.
0: Okay. Well, Dr. Howell is now monologuing. I love love that we have that term because now everybody knows what that means. Dr. Howell's monologuing. Michael grabs a scalpel. He's holding it behind his back this whole time. Dr. Howell's going on and on and on, talking about the genetic recombination treatments. And then all of a sudden, a little bit anticlimactic, but Michael runs up to him and stabs him repeatedly. Like, clearly, this was personal. Mm-hmm. All right. Dr. Howell's now dead. Whatever he... What he set out to do, he achieved it. It's all done. Yeah. Meanwhile... <laughs> Back at the ranch. Um, Lucas and Sandy are still looking for Michael. Hallways are filled with dead and dying hospital staff. And then poor Lucas is finally killed by Spider with an axe. Okay. So Michael still has a scalpel. Comes across them. And Spider retreats. That's when Spider says that, that infamous line, I'll get you. I'll get you all. And Spider just kind of like melts into the background. They do like a little... Um, I don't know what that's called. Fade out.
1: Yeah. He he really exits in the weirdest way. He doesn't like leave the. He just disappears kind of. But again, this is very important. Also, Spider is not the hero we wanted. He's the hero we deserve. <laughs> he is essentially more effective in destroying Dr. Howell's work than Michael is. Michael just wants to murder Dr. Howell. Spider's mad that his buddy didn't get the treatment he wanted, and he burns the place to the ground. Essentially,
0: yeah. Well, genie, right. was... genie did it. Yeah, genie. but genie he he let of, the right. zombies
1: loose, which caused the chain reaction right. Right. of problems. So it's just funny because I'm like, who Spider is like, you know, uh, you know, minion number forty seven, and he turns into this main character who's does more to the villain, the main villain, than anybody else.
0: Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, Michael did kill him,
1: except killing him. Yeah, except killing. Him. Ah, it's called death warmed up. You know who knows? All right. All right
0: okay. All right. So somebody, now, this, by the way,
1: says death warmed up in the. They actually say the title, don't they? I'm pretty sure.
0: I must have missed it because I couldn't. I, figure I feel out like where this somebody says,
1: "You look like death warmed up."
0: <laughs> oh, maybe they do say that because some yeah. of these people are looking pretty rough and they're yeah, yeah. wandering around. Yeah. All right. So Michael and Sandy are now back in the car again. Sandy's horrified. She's screaming. She's like, our friends are dead. And you are not right. Michael's just happy he killed the doctor. He's like not responding to Sandy. He's like pushing her away. She's going on and on about how she loves him. We're alive. I mean, I don't really know what she wants at this point because you have to take a ferry to get off this island. So I'm not really sure what she's trying to get him to, to do except for to to get away. He already achieved his goal, so I don't really know, I don't really understand that exchange. Like, what did she want to do? But they go back to the house where they were supposed to be staying, and the house is on fire.
1: Which, which is, is, I don't know where this is. It's like out of time and space. That, were they supposed to be staying on Yeah, the that
0: was, they never even like went in. They just kind of like went there and then decided to go into the tunnels. So they're back there. It's on fire. There's like, I think, like, police and ambulance and, and, you know, first responder people all, like, dead in the yard and on their cars and whatever. So, you know, I guess maybe some of the the zombie people had got out and had, you know, been um, wreaking havoc in this way. And so Michael is now very abusive towards Sandy, pushes her into the car. She's on the ground. She's crying and screaming. And he is looking like he's melting down. He's losing his shit. He's crying, and he wanders away. And then we see the power lines start to spark. Something explodes. It falls, lands on Michael, and electrocutes him and kills him. Yeah. And then Sandy's there by herself, and then the
1: credits roll. (laughs) Two things that are very quick and you don't understand what's happening. Number one... Is that spider is the person doing this, right? So spider set the house on fire, presumably attacked. Why do you all think it was people. spider? Because that was the I'll get you, I'll get you. That that ties it together because we don't understand why is their house on fire. Like this, there's well, only it one could have been
0: the zombie people. Like we don't know. I um, think
1: it's spider, but it could. How do yes. we have
0: time? I don't know. Anyway, fire
1: else. faded out of the movie. <laughs> 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 he used movie plot and teleportation back. But the other thing is the little very quick exchange between Doctor Hal and Michael, where he talks about, oh, it can take years to the effect that I'm looking for. And it is implied that Michael, upon killing Dr. Howell, is either turning into him in some way, shape, or form, or at least this experiment, which remember, you got got in the ass, is in fact turning him into this evil sort of prodigy that Dr. Howell was trying to create. So it, it just, a lot of people are very angry about the conclusion. Um, and I feel like the movie was trying to say something that in some ways it was almost like nature or society was trying to take out this perpetual, this cycle of abuse and evil that would continue. And, you know, that's why uh, Sandy was trying really hard to sort of convince him otherwise. She's like, I love you. You know, We let's just put this behind us. And he rejects all that. Uh, in favor of, we don't even know what, like, at that revenge. point. Revenge, just, I yeah, mean, revenge. Ascend. But he's already gotten revenge, so, like, what else does he need, you know? Um, but it's not enough.
0: Well, here's the thing. The man was kidnapped and had treatments performed on him, and then he murdered his own parents, and then he was kept in a facility, and it looked like a very tiny little um, room that was padded, for seven years and we don't know what kind of treatment he received there. And it was, if it was helpful to him or not, he's not going to be a healthy, well-adjusted person. <laughs> he's, he's just not, Yeah. even if he had received compassionate care after what happened to him, I don't think you can expect him to just, uh, you know, streamline back into, so- into society. And we also don't know exactly what, Sandy knows. Yeah. Because, again, this goes into the situation that you find out. Any, anyone who committed murders like that, unless they had some kind of really significant pull that they kept it out of the papers and all that, that would have been nationwide news. Everybody would have known his name. Everybody would have known his face. So you would almost be unable to go back into society without people knowing That you were this person that killed your parents. No matter why it happened. Which Dr. Howell was still out and running around. So nobody would have known his involvement. They obviously didn't believe. Because Michael would have said. Right? Of course you would have said. This person tortured me and injected me with shit. And that's why I did it. So obviously that was never dealt with in any kind of way. So he's he's not going to be okay. And yet Sandy is in a relationship with him. Okay? So like... Where does that leave her? Did she know how much did she know she obviously knew a little bit, still agreed to go on the trip with him, maybe thinking that she could prevent him from coming from to harm if she went with him. I don't really understand her motivations. We don't get that. That's all a little far fetched that that to me that he would have would have been a seemingly well adjusted loving partner that she would have been like, okay, let's go seek out the man that you want to take revenge on. Like that just doesn't, you know, that that part of it doesn't doesn't really add up. It would have been better had she not known anything, frankly.
1: Yeah. And there's also the question of Dr. Howell's success, right? So he went on to produce transcranial applications. He was Pretty clearly, there was a whole like TV segment, right, of him talking about yes. what they because they were getting an award that you know Michael's dad and and they were sharing that award. So there was definitely this idea that they were doing some important stuff around life extension. And Doctor Hall was sort of talking out of turn, saying cuckoo for Cocoa Puff things that were about life. I, he was just making grand statements and all this stuff. So there was definitely something about. How Dr. Howell essentially not only got away with it, but profited from his evil doings.
0: Maybe because, uh, just spitballing here, that he was willing to take on people in society that no one else wanted to deal with. Mm -hmm. And he was probably keeping them there at the facility and essentially keeping them out of um regular society and that that may have been okay or even desired by some people maybe even governments
1: well and the functional minions of the three that we see are all definitely marginal (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're definitely have challenges spider is the most functional but the other two you know are they can drive motorcycle bikes or whatever but they're definitely not right And um, it's interesting that Spider gets so angry, right? So that's the other thing is there's sort of this implication that maybe they were promised something Mm -hmm. and it didn't get delivered. So Spider turns finally against Dr. Howell and really everybody. He's just mad, but um, because they're not getting treatment. Uh, And that's hard, too. Like the movie does not shy away from the pain that these guys are in who are constantly just there's a lot of people in agony for long periods of time in this film.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they were being experimented on and they were probably told. And, and if my hypothesis is true, that means that they may have been people who were dealing with mental, mental illness or um, intellectual challenges. Mm -hmm. And they were told some things that were not true. I'm going to extend your life or your life is going to be better, whatever's going to happen. Meanwhile, he's just ex- like wholesale experimenting on these people and what he's doing isn't working and is in fact making their condition, both their physical and their mental conditions worse to the point where, you know, they they end up dying or he has the staff Kill them, which like it's done so casually that they must do it all of the time. Right. You know, that they're not even treated as 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 human beings,
1: you know. And, and that's it, not even taking into account his closet full of zombies that are down in right. the basement or whatever. Right. That the town has seen before. So yeah. maybe this happens every couple and of the, months. And the, and
0: they and they know it's very clear some of the people in the town, they may not know exactly what's going on, but they have an idea. And they know enough to stay away from the hospital and that if they if any of those people are out, that they need to be staying away from those people. Like the other thing is is that why was Spider and the other guys, why were they even on the ferry? Like what were they doing?
1: I didn't even and they were on a like in a truck on the ferry. So it was they were
0: coming back from somewhere. Maybe they were running an errand or something, but I don't think any of them was in a position to be able to do no. that. They, they, they were
1: not fit for society or fit. to go on a shopping trip. No.
0: So, <laughs> I, so that I don't quite understand. That didn't really hold up either, unless they degraded um, rapidly during the time when they were away. Yeah. Well, we don't know. We don't. Well, see and that.
1: and there definitely was the implication that they would go back to Dr. Howell and say, can you help me with the pain? And then he would say, like, I can do something for, so there was, it was like a dependency in some ways that he was sort of creating this thing where the pain was part of the process, apparently. Um, And we can only assume, because he never really formalized it, says that that this was to extend life. That was the point he was trying to to cheat death somehow with brain surgery, I guess. And uh, it was a very weird way of going about it, but it didn't work to the point people's heads were exploding. So there you go. Yeah.
0: She was going to be alright.
1: She was going to make it.
0: It's not your fault. It's not your fault, goddammit! Alright, moving on to the big question. This is kind of a foregone conclusion for this movie, but... Is this a horror movie or is it something else?
1: It's a horror movie, maybe. It is
0: very solidly, clearly... If if there were a picture in the dictionary of a horror movie, <laughs> the cover for this movie would be there.
1: Well, eighties horror movie specifically, yeah. which I think it is super eighties. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's it's pretty. Av- well, I don't know. It's kind of timeless. You know, <laughs> man gets kidnapped, man what? kills parents
1: by an injection in the ass.
0: <laughs> man then goes after a doctor who has his own. Army of of uh, I don't know life extended zombie people I don't know what, I don't know what to call them. This as
1: all this Romeo and Juliet. Yes, yeah, yeah it's just timeless or timeless Hamlet tale. more likely. Timeless yeah. tale.
0: Okay, so let's move on to our rating system. We're going to give it between zero and five knives, glasses of wine, and screams. So we'll start with knives. Knives will represent. Was there a body count? How scary was the movie? How gory was the movie? Did it live up to its title? All right. I'll start with you, Mike. Between zero and five knives, what is your rating?
1: I never just give a rating. I have to talk. Ready? Okay. So my perspective on this has changed over time because we've now seen several movies, and it's starting to affect my appreciation for these ratings because when you see something pretty – and we've never said any movie is outright – unsalvageable but we definitely know i think we have a better barometer of good and bad or like you know maybe not good and bad but spectrum of what half a knife is versus five knives this is a five knife
0: really yes it is five knife you're not gonna you're not gonna hold on to that five knife designation
1: i can do more than once i mean we've got okay i have free will i can
0: do you though do you
1: though dr hal hasn't operated in my brain as far as i know but yeah i think uh five knives between the brain surgery which is pretty gross yeah the exploding heads yeah the brutal stabbing. the people screaming in pain for what seems like hours but is at least several minutes of running time between minion two and poor genie um people on fire i mean take your pick this is the the dead body headless body that comes down on the floor that some of well, his he head had
0: some of his head left
1: okay pieces of head i don't know whatever it's pretty. It's. It was br- gross and brutal, and I, there were so many dead bodies. We started losing track. I mean, the whole hospital was dead at one point. I think so.
0: Yeah, I could. It couldn't really count. Yeah. Actually, how many? Well, that's a
1: hint that maybe yeah. it's a five knife movie.
0: Yeah. So, and a lot of the a lot of the people that died were not were not characters that were that had speaking parts or anything. So yeah. Um. I I think I'm gonna give it four, and maybe that's because. There were other horror movies that came out at the same time, which held together better. Mm -hmm. This is not a movie from the 30s or 40s or even the 50s. This is the 80s. Okay. We could have seen this in the theater had it been in a theater near us, frankly. So I do. I have a lot of respect for for what they did. The movie won an award and it did well and people liked it. But I still am... Only going to give it four knives. That's fine. Not, not only, I mean, there's a lot of these movies that we give like. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I was going to say are, that's. I think. Eight, I think. Eight. I think it gave like 0. 0.5 knives. I think
1: that may be the highest knife for any you've given. It has
0: definitely, definitely. So that still definitely says something. Highest. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to glasses of wine, and that represents how fun it was to watch, and did it have any unique moments? So between zero and five glasses of wine, what do you think, Mike?
1: Oh man, I love this movie. This is great. <laughs> this is everything I wanted. I wanted. I mean, you get, there's TNA, there's blood, there's brain surgery, there's zombies that are, you know, poor excuse for zombies, there's zombies, there's revenge, there's some guy named Spider who looks like he came out of a Mad Max movie and he's in a truck and he's trying to drive people off the road, there's syringe injections in asses, There may have only been one of those. Doesn't matter, you only need one to make it good. There's- (laughs) There's like a weird shower scene. There's there's a bizarre ending. I mean,
0: an enigmatic ending. Enig- yeah, that's what I enigmatic. Thought. Thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah. an
1: enigmatic ending. I love this film. It's it's not good, <laughs> and I loved it. It's an ugly baby, but it's mine, so I love it. Um. So, but there's I have to. There's we have a problem with the racism stuff. Yeah. And the misogyny a little bit. I feel like I'm going to save that for the overall rating because I enjoyed the film.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. This is a five.
1: This is a five. Five five drinks. Five cups of alcohol. (laughs) Five cups of alcohol.
0: (laughs) Bro, five glasses of wine. That's not
1: what I'm holding. Did we or did
0: we not come up with this rating system
1: together? Come on. It's right there in the logo.
0: Glass of fucking wine. How how many ounces of wine is that? it's a generous poor is what you're yes, saying generous all right. all right I'm I'm gonna stick with my
1: four I'm gonna give it a four yeah. also probably your highest rating
0: yeah oh for sure the high the highest rating like there were parts that were like scary like if like I wasn't I I don't think I was as scared when we were watching it together but when I was watching it by myself and thinking of I'm a woman Jeannie's a woman yes you are um and just like seeing what She was being put through with, with being like stalked by that, the zombie person that was coming. Yeah. Like that was, that was frightening. That was frightening. Well, and 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 the motor,
1: the motorbike scene too is. Yeah.
0: That was, look, that went on a hair longer. It did. Then, then like, I think it really merited. And then there's a certain under over with these kind of things that if you do it for too long, then it's not quite as scary anymore. But yeah, being chased down by people on motorbikes is, you know, well, and nowhere to hide. I mean, one of the things, and there's nowhere to go. go. There's a tunnel. They're just in a tunnel. tunnel, Yeah, there was like not a lot that they could do. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna give it four. Glasses of wine. Four glasses. Yeah. All right. So screams, that's our overall rating. And, you know, as you already demonstrated, Mike, this could be a little bit of a wild card because we could give it a different number of screams based on some of the other factors of the movie, like uh, the societal relevance and the different aspects of it that we may or may not have enjoyed, like the aforementioned misogyny and racism so um how many screams are you going to give this
1: one mike yeah this this one gets a few marks on the inappropriate bingo card but not too many um because it could be worse that doesn't make it okay yeah but yeah that's gonna hurt it a little bit right so i I don't want to take a massive amount away from it because again it's part of the time but it's not great right uh it was used and frankly the racist part was that near as i could tell was to quote inject humor into this. Yeah. Inject which this. That's was a not Howell funny joke.
0: in any kind of way. Yeah, it really wasn't.
1: It was really, and it was actually, it was even painful to watch anyway. Like, never oh, mind. oh So painful. You're just like, this is not fun. No, for all we know, there's some kind of new in- joke for New Zealanders. I don't know.
0: That's entirely but possible. It doesn't make it. it okay, but yeah, yeah, we didn't get it. We didn't get it.
1: So, um, I'm going to, because of that, because I'm pretty enthusiastic about the the gore and the death count and definitely the, it was, I found it entertaining. So I'm going to give it four and a half.
0: mm Gosh, what am I going to do? I didn't really think about this too much. Definitely problematic things that you don't like to see that are very often present in... I mean, they're present in movies today, you know, but very often present in these movies. And especially, like, things that we saw when they came out in the 80s, we didn't think of it that way then. But you if you go back and watch these movies again... There's big cringe, there's big problems, there's things that, oof, like, you know, really don't belong in a movie and are not okay anymore. So the movie had a few of those. I will say, though, that Sandy and Jeannie, like, I don't really understand their motivations, but they did both hold up pretty well. Sandy was the final girl. Janine like she accidentally took herself out, but she took out that, you know, person that was coming after her and she defended herself even though she you was like called
1: a zombie bleeding right. out.
0: I don't know, it's a <laughs> You're really weird. struggling with the
1: zombie. It is because, I mean, I know they're alive, but they're yeah, zombies. They're but just they zombie. were
0: just like they were vic- they were also victims, you know? Yes, so well, it's like really
1: Isn't every zombie a victim?
0: They are, you well, know, and that well. is also why so many of the things that we enjoy today in in the zombie genre are also upsetting because they were people and that's, that's, but that's usually part of it is that it's recognized. And then you have people that are doing things like someone they love turns into a zombie and they try to save that person. And so they lock them up and feed them. And so that happens in almost every zombie show and movie that at least I've ever seen, you know, so it does speak to the humanity, you know, they were once human. So that is kind of a problem. They're not just like non-entities like like you see in some movies or video games where it's supposed to be like a construct or something. Right. It, it, in other words, it's it, or an alien or it's it's something that was created for you to abuse in, in some kind of manner that it doesn't have a, a soul or feelings. Yeah. Okay? So that was that was not that was not this kind of upsetting in that way, but I think, you know, I think I'm going to have to give it three and a half. There was, there, there was a lot of different things in the, in the pro column, and then also in the con column, and I think, in the end, it's got, it's got to come out as, like, uh, as, as a three and a half. Just because, like, even in 1984, they should have known better. You know? Frankly. It's, even if everybody else was doing it, like, they should, they should have known better
1: well, a part of the exploitation which does again exploitation films themselves are problematic but part of the exploitation genre is you you go hard on the stuff that's not appropriate that's part yeah. of what they did so yeah. they definitely and they did like i said there was definitely we we're always amused by movies that sort of seem to titillate and then they don't and this one's just like yeah let's just have people doing it in a car and have, uh, right, and have weirdos watch them, and then, like they're, five like, five and then they're
0: like, "Don't look at us." It's like, <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, there's no shame. They're not like, "Oh God." They're like, "Hey, you shouldn't be looking at us on the ferry in the car." And, I, and it was a, it was a great big Ford Fairlane
0: with like <laughs> big windows. <laughs> wasn't like the cars that we have today that you could definitely, you know, go to town in the back seat and not be seen. Like yeah. you're going to be seen yeah. in this car. You see somebody having sex in the back of the car, you're going to watch. Look, I'm sorry. That's just going to happen. <laughs> so that was really just silly to be like, don't look at us having sex in the back of this car. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the character that you created, Mike, that is for use with tabletop role-playing games. So I don't know what this character is. I, you could have gone a couple different ways. So tell me, who did you decide
1: to create? we don't deserve a spider (laughs) as much as like he is. He doesn't deserve
0: us and we don't deserve him. That's
1: right. The the hairless, eyebrowless, spider. no, it's Dr. Howell. Um, But uh, one of the important things I think is important to see in the context of this is, which we don't see, we actually didn't talk about this is the cover is very different depending on where you saw. So the movie poster, which this was sort of more, I don't know how it was released in the U S but there are different, Covers and one of them shows a very compelling picture of a skeleton wearing a surgical mask with a scalpel in one hand and and a syringe in the other, and that has terrified kids, eighties kids. I think I've subconsciously I feel like I've probably seen it. Really, horror- like yeah. at a
0: like at a movie rental place like or a something, black, maybe a Blockbuster.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I've like, seen it. Not you know, uh, it wouldn't have been it. at
0: Blockbuster. Did you have? We had like a mom and pop video rental store. That had, that had like the back room and the whole oh, yeah. deal. And, you know, they weren't asking us how old we were. We definitely rented some schlocky horror movies in there in the late 80s, early 90s. I don't remember ever seeing this one. So mm-hmm. did you have something like that?
1: We definitely did. I mean, there were definitely several video places that weren't before Blockbuster started destroying all the mom and pops. We for sure did, but I, I don't. I don't remember it specifically. I do feel like I've seen that kind of poster. Mm-hmm. It looks familiar, so mm-hmm. maybe I'm misremembering, or maybe anyway.
0: maybe it just gets included in uh, like roundups or something. Possibly. You know, in regards to 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 movie art or movie covers. But something it's not like
1: uncommon that. to have something that is representing. It conveys a very strong message. Why scare little kids, right? So they they're like, this is scary. It's like this skeleton that like does surgery because there's a woman in, in the poster there's a woman prone and this surgeon skeleton is about to do something horrible to her so like
0: to her face yeah practically yeah
1: yeah so uh look we got to use that okay so i i'm not gonna let that go uh the dr Howell of of my version of the game version is actually like a lich kind of so he's this doctor lich Dr. Lich, calling Dr. Lich. Um he so he is a uh he is an undead sort of artificer who specializes in using his scalpel and what we call an injector cuz syringe sometimes sounds too modern. Um and he has a, he has different abilities, but he's sort of this continuation of the movie, right? So the idea is that essentially Dr. Howell was experimenting on himself. We didn't know this, but mm-hmm. he was talking about life a uh, life extension. And he died. You know, we knew he was stabbed and then potentially burns off. And he's had these chemicals. So what happens is Dr. Hell dies at the end of the movie, but he actually continues to live. All of his chemicals, the flames, the whole hospital going up, uh, ends up actually burning all the flesh off his bones, but he's still alive. So he continues his experiments in a fruitless quest to cheat death not acknowledging that he did already that's his curse so he's cheated death not realizing it's because of his force of will not because of his experiments and he cannot replicate it but he is obsessed with doing it which means he creates more brainless zombies as his sort of minions so it's sort of an inter he's one of my favorite characters of the bunch um he's pretty high level and uh, I, I was I was excited to be able to continue and and the movie didn't disappoint. So sometimes I work on these characters sort of with a summary and then I tweak them as the movie comes out and no notes.
0: <laughs> All right. So what what are what is his main stat? What is what do his stats look like?
1: So Dr. Howell, because he's a lich, right? He's super smart um and he's pretty fast and he's fairly charismatic, but his big abilities are really in essentially creating and compelling and modifying his zombies. He can do things like tell them what to do. He can also make their heads explode, which is problematic if you're next to them. So um, there's definitely an opportunity. And he, he's very deadly with both a scalpel, which is why he has to have a high dex and his ability to inject you, maybe the neck, maybe the ass depends on how he catches you um, to potentially mind control you.
0: Okay. So, and where might this character be used? Because he really is going to need people. He can't just, like, do what he's doing. His strength is in creating the zombies. He's got to be somewhere where there are people. And then also I'm assuming where he can get supplies in order to do this kind of thing. So I'm guessing maybe more like a city.
1: Yes, for sure. So he's – well, he actually is an island. He's he's an island villain um, because that's where – Uh, transcranial applications, which we kept in here. So it's a great organization because you should join it. You get a free scalpel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Free scalpel. But
1: um, (laughs) transcranial applications is usually an island-based... So he's an island-based villain. The idea is that he actually sort of runs everything. Even if there's a town, he's behind the scenes knowing what's going on. But yes, he absolutely needs... he needs sort of captive patients to work on. So he does need some sort of civilization. Can be a city. Doesn't have to be. But at least the village, I think your theory is equally compelling, which was people who are in dire straits that potentially might be willing to be experimented on, even maybe willingly. Um, But it doesn't go well. They turn into zombies. Yeah,
0: clearly not. All right. If people want to include this character in their tabletop role playing games, where can they find it?
1: So he will be released for free at Patreon.com/slash Talion T A L I E N. That's my Patreon. I'm constantly posting stuff. I'm in the top two percent of free posters, or actually posters at all. So another, in, in terms of patrons, Patreon, I don't know creators in Patreon yeah. who publish content. I publish something almost twenty-five times a month um, on average, and I've been doing that for years. So uh, this is one of the free supplements that we offer, but it will also be available. On drive-through RPG, so we're collecting these villains into a supplement for D and D 5e, which is 5e Foes Gothic Villains. It is a companion piece to 5e Foes, no, 5e RPG Gothic Adventures, and that's actually where you get the stats for the brainless zombies. We actually go through all the different zombie types in there. Um, there are a specific type of zombie he's operating on their brain, so he he works together well but the the other thing that's great about dr howell is he can be used as sort of the final boss of an entire organization of mad scientists so he's one of many in the five e foes gothic villains supplement um that you can use together so there's money more like we have rules on how the syringes work if a player gets a hold of them how scalpels work actually um as weapons. So we have some other stuff in there that expands. So uh definitely encourage you to look check that out as well.
0: All right. Well, I I think that that's it for episode 16 Death warmed up from 1984.
1: It's not Death warmed over. I keep wanting to say that. I don't know if that's the New Zealand version of Death warmed over is Death warmed up. But uh it 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 maybe is a version of the word undead. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I don't really get it. And it's not that the title has to, like, have a lot to do with the movie. I don't, that's not necessary for my enjoyment of anything, but it just, I just don't get it. Like, where, is it because there was fire? Like, I don't know, but that was only at the end. Like, I don't really understand.
1: (laughs) There's no Well, I I think you hit on it, which is they're not quite zombies, right? So, like, everybody's sort of in a half-life. So, maybe that's what he means, but I don't know.
0: yeah. Some of these people may have died and he may have or or they may have gotten the life extension and, and but but didn't actually die and so that they're that's why they would be just like death warmed up. Because they they do when they when they kill them, when they decide to kill them, they do it in a very specific way, to be honest. Right. So maybe that's the way that they figured out how to do it and that other things don't work. So that's only Doctor
1: Howell knows and he's dead.
0: Is he though? Spider knows.
1: Is he though? Not if I have anything to say about it. He'll be in your campaign soon.
0: All right, Mike, as always, thank you so much for being my co-host. That'll do it for this episode of 50 Date Night Screams. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to 50 Date Night Screams. Be sure to check the show notes to learn where you can watch this movie for free. The quality isn't always the best when streaming, so we've also included a link to where you can purchase it. You can also get much more information, including the characters from this and all the 50 Date Night Screams episodes, at patreon.com slash talion. Until next time, don't stop screaming. 50 Date Night Screams is a production of Malintal Enterprises. It is written, produced, and directed by Amber and Mike Tresca.